Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Oh, it's a pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing. Inked Marketing, your solution to crowdfunding comics. Mm-hmm. Well, the Inked Marketing crowdfunded comic for this here episode is, well, I'm proud to say, a friend of the show. Um, uh, the, the Smiths, the Nefarious Smiths, Trouble in Tijuana, is coming back to Kickstarter, man. Um, now, you may recognize that name, The Smiths. Where have you heard that name before? Hmm. Well, if you listen to this podcast, and you have been for a very, very, very long time, well, I mean, as long as the podcast has been around, then you know. Then you know. That's where you heard the name. Uh, Doug. Doug Diggins was my second guest ever on the show. Back when they were first kickstarting the first issue of The Smiths, since then, Doug has been kind enough to continuously send me these these issues and annuals that he's been putting out, and this book has grown tremendously in quality and, and everything. Like, the, the, the Nefarious Smiths is my shit. So, if you want their, uh, their next little story, what is the Nefarious Smiths? Well, it's, uh, it's about the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a you know, family, you know? What if the, the Fantastic Four were evil? Essentially. Kinda. Um, but, uh, <laughs> in its own very awesome way at the same time. So, check out The Smiths coming soon to Kickstarter. The Nefarious Smiths Trouble in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, proudly, proudly brought to me to bring to you by Inked Marketing Solutions, your solution to everything crowdfunded when it comes to comics. Again, thanks for tuning in to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm Brian Wayne, and this is episode 302. 302. That's right. This episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a poll list priorities. I'll be going over the FOCs and the new comic book day releases uh, slated for the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. So how about that? How about that? How's your week been, huh? You good? Pick up some hot books. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That's good. Well, uh, if you're not familiar with the uh, with the the premise behind this podcast, kind of explained it, but um, a little bit further. This is the podcast that does you nice twice. <laughs> um, the FOCs I go through and I tell you, you know, the potential spec. You know that, that that word everybody loves to hear in comics book now. Speculation books that could potentially uh, line your pockets one day. You know, and new books is you know good reads as well, and all of that good stuff. It's not just about money, people. Obviously, um, 
uh, I, I came for the stories. Um, I'm, I'm staying for the stories uh, and making money on the side. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, that's uh, that's essentially the, the premise of this podcast. And for those of you that you know may uh, kind of just be out of tune as to what's coming out, you know, I kind of help narrow down your prospects on New Comic Book Day as well. You know, so uh, yeah, how's about that? How's about that? Sorry, I'm like super fucking nasally today. It's cold, man. It's still cold here in Denver. It sucks. But uh my uh <laughs> my my bish kid my bish art kids club, Casey Beanie, mm-hmm. It's keeping me warm. It's keeping me warm. If you don't know what that is and wanna see it, then check out my, my YouTube channel. I do the Bish Kid Club unboxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry if I spoiled anything for you there, but you should have got yours by now. You should have. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, anyway, let's talk about them FOCs, huh? You know? I don't really have, I don't know, I'm not really talk about, I'm not in the mood to talk about any news. Um, I, we, we know that cons are coming back. That's, that's, that's about as far as I'm going to go. You know, Colorado Springs Comic Con is announcing people. Not a single comic book artist announced, though. It's all like, the... I, I don't know, I don't know, nobody I'd really give a shit about, not that I, you know, don't give a shit about th- these people, but it's Comic-Con, you know, and I guess that's just the reality now, Comic-Con isn't comics anymore, it's all pop culture, comics have created, or expanded pop culture, and now it's just been absorbed into the, the lump, you know, it's a comic book convention, so that means that, um, Star Trek actors, uh, makes sense going there, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. This has always been my, my whatever, my, my, yeah, <laughs> with, uh, the, these conventions, but it is what it is, you know? I would really like to see one convention that is just, and I mean not just a, a local mall convention. I mean a big convention where it is just, just about the comic book creators. I don't know. That would be amazing, but I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. You can't talk to these people, you know, you can't talk about a fucking comic book convention without bringing up the fucking actors and shit like that. You know? I don't know. That's always kind of turned me off of these conventions. I'm I'm wanting to go to them less and less, but now that I've been deprived of them, I want to, you know, I'm fiending. But I have a feeling it's only going to take one or two for me to just go back to the blech type of, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because Denver's cons have been shite lately. And if they do get a big name, big comic book name to come, they end up bailing. You know? It is what it is. I mean, people, I'm not mad at the creators. I'm just saying, you know, it's the venue. The venue can't fucking keep people. (laughs) It's not enticing enough. But that's going to change here in Denver. Now that's Fan Expo. But as far as the Colorado Springs Comic Con, they need to step their fucking game up. I mean, you're announcing people, and none of them have been even remotely related to comic books. <laughs> Fucking wrestlers and shit. Like, come on, man. What is this, like, Omaha Comic Con? N- no disrespect to Omaha Comic Con. I've met some amazing people there, but two, two comic book artists when I went to Omaha Comic Con. That was it. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Let's talk FOCs, bitches. Uh, bitches. Where did that come from? You're not my bitches. I love you. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's because it's I just got done recording the other podcast, Real Brains. If you don't know what that is, check that out. 
you know, it's the Real Brains podcast. It's me, five times a week, screaming, yelling in the mic. So, uh, yeah, FOCs, um, final order cutoffs. If you don't pre-order your books, then they don't get printed. They don't get printed, then you don't get to get mad when you have to pay extra. Yep, yep. It could be all set up for you on Wednesdays when you walk in there and just ready to go and prepaid and, yeah, yeah, life's easy on the FOCs. So there's an importance to it. You'll figure it out. You'll, you'll learn the hard way. Or maybe you're privileged and you have a shop that just orders a shit ton of everything. But they're probably just barely hanging on for dear life. You know, if that's how they're doing it, they're barely hanging on. So do your shop a favor. Pre-order your books. Uh, <laughs> Alright, let's do this. Let's talk about the DC FOCs. These books need to be ordered by Sunday through your local comic book store. Because it's Lunar, not Diamond. Uh, starting with American Vampire 1976, number 8. couple covers there. Now, I'm just going to zoom through the books that I don't really presume to be key issues. You know, I'm just going to kind of show, you know, shout them out there. If I got something to say, I could say something about it, but otherwise, zooming through. So here we go. Then we got Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries, number 2. This just looks fun. I, I thought I added number 1, but unfortunately, this is, I mean, I did. I tried. But my DC FOCs did not go through on time, unfortunately. I was late. So I'm, uh, this is a series that, uh, don't have a number one of. We got Batman Fortnite point zero, number four. Uh, I believe there is a, is this the one where there's a Snake Eyes cameo? Let me see here. No, no, number three has the Snake Eyes cameo. Never mind. Jeez, when is this book due to come out? Fuck. 20s, I don't know. I don't know when this book's due to come out. Three hasn't even come out. I mean, the three's still like a month away. Okay, whatever. Apparently, they're really getting ahead of the pre-orders on this one. But yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's anything special about this. I, mean, I don't do Fortnite shit. I love me some Batman, but I've got enough Batman to read. There's uh, three covers on this. Speaking of enough Batman to read, Batman the Detective number two. Oh yeah, this is a series that we should all we should all be into. Um, oh, this is cool. I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, uh, Batman, the detective, uh, it's, it's out of continuity, but still introducing new characters, and it's Tom Taylor. Uh, I just read issue number one last night. It's, it's good, man. It's setting up some fun stuff. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Um, now this is what has me grunting. We, I, I have a not DC book here. Yep. So I, I've talked about it in the past. I said that um, uh, Scout is going to Lunar, and they'll be on the FOCs for Lunar. That, 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 that's, that's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Now, with that being said, this seems to be the first week this is happening. So I don't know if I could go on to say, because there's not really a, uh, a filter on my, my Lunar thing here for just DC books. I'm sure that'll come along, but in the meantime, I'm going to be shouting out Scout books as well as we do this, so fucking shout out to Scout. I guess this segment will now be the Lunar FOCs, no longer just DC FOCs. Yay, Scout, shaking it up. So with that being said, we've got the second printing of Black Cotton number one. You're going to want that, as well as the first printing of Black Cotton number two. Yes, totally, you're going you're gonna to want this, people. You are going to want it. Um, and then we've got Challenge of the Super Sons number two. If you love the Super Sons, this is a series you should probably get into. I, I, I hear good things from Super Sons lovers that have read it. 
So, yeah, get excited. Um, my my issue one is on its way in the mail. Uh, a couple covers on that one. What is that? Nick Bradshaw getting the cardstock. That's nice. Uh, more Future State stuff. We've got Gotham. Future State Gotham, number one. Let's see. What is this? Done by Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver with Giannis Meligianis. Um The event that was DC Future State continues in its own ongoing title starring the Bat Family. What? Beginning, beginning with the epic story, Hunt the Batman. Disaster strikes Gotham City, and all evidence points to the next Batman. Red Hood must choose justice over his family and allies when the corrupt magistrate enlists him to bring in the new Batman, dead or alive. Featuring the entire cast of the popular future state Batman titles, this new series kicks off the next chapter of this forbidden world of tomorrow and does so in brilliant monochromatic storytelling. Oh, it's black and white. Come on. <sighs> well, I mean, I'm going to sign up for it, but I hate black and white reading. There's some... Oh, it's a cool variant. Was that James Stokey? That's, that's pretty rad, actually. That's way rad. It's simple, but incredibly detailed at the same time. Uh, moving along, we got Joker... Joker number three, we know that the daughter of Bane, Vengeance, has been introduced. Three covers here, and then there's a 1 in 25 Ricardo Federici cardstock variant with old Jim Gordon on there. These cardstock variants, you know, they're, they're iffy. I think like 25 bucks is pretty solid if it's not a, uh, a key issue. I think the Joker number two cardstock variant was going for like 40 um, just because of, you know, Vengeance or whatever, but... Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm digging these Ricardo Federici variants. Uh, I, I'm not sure how big they are in the speculation market, though. So far, not really a whole lot of speculation throughout uh, the, 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 the DC FOCs, or Lunar FOCs, so far. Uh, what is this? Justice League Last Ride. Chip Zarsky, uh, Miguel Mendonca. Look at that Derek Robinson cover. Mm-mm. Alright, Chip Zarsky doing Justice League. What is this? Once the most powerful group in the world, the Justice League was destroyed by tragedy and time, disbanding under a veil of mistrust and anger. Now, on the eve of the universe's greatest murder trial, the League must come together one last time. But can Superman and Batman bury the past before the cosmos' greatest villains bury them? Learn the shocking truth in this new... Oh, it's a digital first. Wait, no. Okay, it probably was a digital first, and now it's being released. Gotcha. Gotcha. So this is a story that you may have already read, but I'm guessing that you didn't, because who the fuck reads digital first? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm the biggest Tom Taylor fan in the world. I'm still not reading any of his digital stuff until it makes it to print. I'll be patient. To me, comics aren't comics until they're printed. This is what it is. Unless it's a webtoon, but that's different. These aren't webtoons. Ah, uh, looks like a couple covers on that one. Uh, we got Superman number 31. We do have a first appearance of uh, a team that I thought already appeared in Superman number 30, but I guess not. Um, yeah, but uh, what, what what that mean? I don't know. I don't know if it's something I would jump all over, you know. Villain teams, mm, pretty, pretty miss for the most part, but you never know. You know, if you collect history, then it, it is in some way, a tiny, minor, at the very least, microscopic part of comic book history, with a new character being introduced. 
Uh, yeah, how's that per for perspective for you, huh? Look at that. Any anytime, anytime a new character gets introduced, whether or not you think they're big, it's still a part of comic book history. Hmm. Um, all history is is the past. <laughs> it's not what you say; it's how you say it, people. Uh, Superman, red and blue, number three. I believe this is Rich Doak. Is Rich Doak on this one? No, nope, not on this one. Superman, Red and Blues, uh, yeah, I don't know, I had Rich Doak on the podcast not too long ago, so I, I know he's got a Superman, Red and Blues story coming soon, but it's a, it's a combination of a bunch of artists and stories, and yeah, looks like there's a few covers on this one, the Derek Chu variant's pretty neat, and I'm not even a Superman fan, but that's, uh, that's pretty awesome, I'm not gonna lie, that, 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 that's pretty cool, uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Wonder Woman, number 772. Oh my gosh. The Joshua Middleton cardstock variant is going to... I have a feeling there's going to be something to this. That is nice. And I don't know if there's anything going on with this book, speculation-wise. Uh, I don't know, when would this be coming out? 12th, 14th? Let's see here. Uh, what is this, 772? Yeah, so this would be the 12th. Um, first appearance and cover of the embodiment of Wonder Woman's Dark Side. Alright, there is something to this. Okay, Wonder Woman 772. Uh, the A cover, for I mean, cool. Yeah, no, the A cover is really the one to spec on, but that B cover is fucking pretty, man. No doubt about it, it's pretty. I think that's going to do it for the Lunar FSAs. So there you go. Uh, you have to get your lunar FOCs in by Monday because they deliver on a different day. Potentially, you may be able to get these books on... I mean, can you get scout books on Tuesdays now? Is that how this is going to work? Can I get my scout books on Tuesdays? The, the questions. I'm going to ask some people. And luckily, I'm close enough to some people at Scout where it's just a message away. So I'll let you know. Or we'll find out on our own. I don't know. Either way. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. Let's continue this on, huh? Let's talk about more FOCs, but this is the FOCs from Diamond. Yeah, well, the rest of the stuff. The rest of the stuff. I gotta get my filters on here. Mm-hmm, catalog, and my... Oh, the site's being silly. All right, come on, you fucking piece of shit. Jesus Christ. That's a goddamn website. Sorry. <laughs> Still got a little bit of that real brain's energy flowing through me. Alright, these are the books that got to be ordered by Monday at the absolute latest, but play it safe, people. Do it right now. Pull over. Pull over your car. Pull over. And, uh, yeah. Put in your FOCs with your LCS and your LMNOPs. One of these things is not like the other. Alright, Vault. Vault Comics, Animal, number seven. Couple, all right, couple covers there. Not really reading Animal, but um, I have faith in Vault. We got Engine Ward up to its tenth issue now. Uh, I have the first six issues of this. Once again, it's an apocalypse read. I'll get to it when the world stops printing books. I mean, it may be sooner than that. But uh, <laughs> for instances, you know, like the the pandemic and shit like that. Because apparently that's a one every 100 year type of thing. I'm going to get a Neuralink chip. So eventually, there's not... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm going to fucking spiral here. Um, yeah, Engine Ward, number 10. Two covers, FOCs. Do it. Heavy. 
this is a great, great book. Um, looks like the second arc starting up. Love the first arc. Uh, I mean, well, Max Bemis, people. If you're into weird, Max Bemis. I will say one thing, though. There is a lot of dick. A lot of dick in this book. Um, I mean, it's all over the place. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not saying that's the reason why I dig the book. It, it really, that's, that's the beautiful thing about this. Not the dicks. The fact that there could be so many dicks, and the story still overtakes the, the abundance of dicks. How many times am I going to say dicks on this podcast? Um, by the way, this podcast isn't for fucking kids. Uh, <laughs> um, and neither is heavy. Neither is heavy. Uh, the picture of everything else. Number four. Yeah, I've got this one on the pull. The same type of situation. That's kind of how a lot of my vault books are, for the most part. You know, I subscribe to them. want to support the biz. But, uh, you know, not really a priority read, if you will. But I do have faith in the stories. You know, some of it is kind of speculation as well. Just because of the faith that I do have. Um, Valiant. Just one book coming out of Valiant. Two covers, though. We got Savage. Or Savage. If you speak funny. Uh, Savage, number four. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly loving this series. It's no surprise. I mean, uh, the only surprise is that I didn't think I'd be into a character, teenage type of character that's all, you know, mainstream. Uh, I'm, I'm wording this wrong. Um, he's a teenage pop sensation <laughs> uh, as a superhero. And that's normally not my type of comic book. But when it comes out of Valiant and it's done by... Uh, shit, who fucking does this book? I forget. Yeah, Max Bemis. Jesus Christ. Look at this guy. Uh, it's it's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful book on so many levels. I mean, it's funny for sure. It has all of its comedy and everything. Uh, visually, it's striking. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving what the fuck Valiant is doing right now. Savage is the sleeper. The sleeper read. I'm telling you. It, so good. I have not been disappointed the slightest. Uh, two covers on issue number four here. Alright, continuing on. What do we got from Oni Press? Uh, we got some shit that I don't know how to pronounce. It's based off of a Japanese cartoon that's Americanized for kids, I think. I don't know. Um, it's number two of whatever this series is. Do you sense some disdain? Um, <laughs> I'm just not a huge fan of Japanese art in American comics. That's what it comes down to, you know? Not a manga fan. I don't like big googly bubbly eyes and, um, swirly mouths, you know? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. If, you, if you're into this shit, I don't fucking judge you, because that's most of the planet, you know? I'm the outlier here. Just not for me. Not for me. And I'm never here on this podcast to say don't get a book because I don't like it. You know? Um, if I ever show disdain for a book, all that's me is saying, that's that's me just saying don't expect me to talk much about it. <laughs> you know? That's that's it. That's it. Um, buy what you like, people. Seriously, I'm not here to gatekeep in any way, shape, or form. Like, that's the reason I started this podcast was to shut down gatekeepers. Open this up. You know? Unless you're uh, this type of... I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, continuing on. What else? What the fuck else do we have here? We got some Aftershock? We got some Aftershock. Oh, boy, we got some Aftershock. We got Maniac in New York, number four. Is this the final issue? 
Um, I forget. Is it four or five issues? I don't know. Um, let's see here. Is Detective Zelda? I don't want to give anything away if you haven't been reading it. Yeah, it seems like it seems like this is supposedly the fourth issue. I thought it was only going three. So when I saw more solicited after this, you know, um, yeah, Th this is this is my shit. Elliot Kalan and Andre Muda Moody. Oh my god, ah, this is so good, such a good series. Uh, I'm, I know initially I was kind of, eh, no, it's a ripoff of Jason. Mm, is it though? Nah, I think it's an inspiration of Jason put into a unique place, you know? Not everything is at a fucking camp with teenagers, you know? This is, ah, this is cool. This is a really, really, really good story. Don't sleep on this one. And we got Scouts Anna, number five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, uh, the wrap-up to another David Pepos, uh, gem, diamond. Just, uh, I don't know. What, what, what's, what's bigger in the world of grading things than diamond? You know, uh, platinum, uh, diamond's bigger than platinum. What if it were a platinum encoded diamond? That's, that's the type of, uh, praise that I give Scout's Honor. Seriously. So fucking good. Do not get, uh, I mean, I, I, I say this every time the word, you know, I'm talking about Scout's Honor. Don't sleep on this book, people. Um, the, the, it has adaptation written all over it. Not every comic, you know, is only good if it's, you know, fixing to be adapted. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, get on this early, because when it blows up, and you're like, well, I, I wish I would have known about this while it was cheap. Um, you know, I could say I told you so, <laughs> if you're that person, because I'm telling you right now, uh, come the day, that, that time when you do finally pick up this book, you, yeah, get it now. Just fucking pre-order it now. Do yourselves a favor. It is so good. Every book that David Pepos writes just gets better and better and better. And that's how this series is. Each issue somehow gets better and better. Issue one, I thought, okay, maybe single issue of the year. Seriously, that fucking good. But then two, and then three, and then four came along. And it's it's so good. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I know that, you know, I, David Pepos has been on the podcast a bunch of times. And I, I'm not just... Uh, a, a fan, uh, but I'm a believer. I, I really am. You know, I'm not just, you know, boosting this guy up because he does nice things and wears my shirt in public and stuff like that. No, it's I, I bring this guy on because he creates fucking quality. And there's a reason why this guy's been on the podcast more than anybody else, except for Ryland Grant, who is now tied with him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, ah. Uh, Aftershock, I'm telling you, they're on the rise again, people. I know there was a lot of talk about them in the beginning, and then it just kind of dipped off, but books like Maniac in New York and Scout's Honor, they are going to catapult Aftershock to a whole level of independent publishing. Uh, they will be a staple name. I, I, I promise you. I promise you. And then, uh, last, that's not even it. We got another number one coming out of Aftershock. What kind of greatness do we have here? Look at this. It looks like maybe some rock and roll. All right. Silver City, number one, from Olivia Quaratero Briggs and Luca Merrill. Merley. Merley, sorry. Um, Alright, when a young roughneck lands in Silver City, the gritty, purgatorial metropolis of the afterlife, mm, she must adapt to her new existence while attempting to uncover how and why she died. 
Her mission is derailed, however, when she rescues a newly dead girl from a mysterious kidnapping attempt and uh, discovers powerful kinetic abilities. Awesome, man. 100% yes. Be all over this one. All over it. I'm telling you, people. Uh, so much potential here. I don't know this creative team at all, but I don't know. It just sounds like fun. And when you're attaching a name like Aftershock to it, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing on. We have anything from Ablaze this week? Yeah, we've got um, Eros, Eros Psych number three. It's the one about the lesbian teenage vampires. Mm-hmm. That one. Four covers on that one. And then Boom. From Boom Studios. Looks like we've got a few things here. we got Firefly and Brand New Verse, number three of the new six-part series. Uh, a couple covers on that one. Uh, Magic the Gathering, number two. A uh, few covers on that one, one of them being a blank sketch variant. Uh, people really collecting the, the, the covers on this one. You know, I'm not really seeing them go for a whole lot more than cover price, but um, I also, you know, I kind of said nay on any type of uh, major prospecting when it comes to this series. Uh, I mean, financially. Uh, as far as the story goes, I don't know. I even when I back in the day when I played Magic, I could give two shits about the story. I just wanted to win. <laughs> it was a game with cool art. That's that's all this was to me. Um, the story, I don't know, just never really did it. And then they brought in planeswalkers and shit, and just completely lost me. Stopped caring completely because once again, start focusing more on the story. And I get it. It's art, you know. Bring people in. Um, nerds love that shit. Me, I'm the type of person that skips through cutscenes in video games. You know, I, I want to play a game, let's play the game, you know, even with D&D, I don't give a shit about your lore, when do we fight the dragon, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm simple people, I am, so, <laughs> but with that being said, that kind of made me think, well, fuck, um, I don't think these comics are really going to be anything people are going to be into, and mm, quite the contrary, quite the contrary, I'm not going to jump on the train, you know, I, I think I'm going to still stay away from this, but um, I think these these planeswalker type of variants and stuff might have might have something to them a lot, some at some point, you know, you never know. Uh, continuing on with Boom, we've got the seventh issue of Mighty Morphin. Few covers on that one. Uh, loving this series. If you're not reading Mighty Morphin, you are missing out. We got Proctor Valley Road. People still talking about this series. Um, the speculators talking about it for sure, saying it's super good and it's just a matter of time before this book blows up. I see, and it's it's, it's hard to find at cover prices. These issues come out. Um, you know, I'm I'm not. I think even number two. You know, still still hard to get at cover price already. It just came out this week, so. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Seven Secrets number eight. Fuck, I'm still behind on this. I'm I'm gonna do this, people. I'm gonna catch up, but I'm uh, I'm I'm so about a Tom Taylor series, man. I'm so about it, so about it. Looks like that's it from Boom on the FOCs. Now, how about uh, do I dare look at Dynamite? Meh, it's your usual stuff from Dynamite. If if you read Dynamite and you know Dynamite, then you know what's there. <laughs> Can't describe covers and the way boobs look. <laughs> on this pop, and it's a podcast, people. Um, and that's all dy or dynamite is, is visuals. Yeah, there, I said it. All right, what do we have here? IDW Publishing, mm-hmm, Canto and the City of Giants, number two. 
yes, I think this is a series that you can speculate on. You know, I don't know about first appearances or anything like that, but as far as, you know, print runs go and, you know, the the popularity of this character in the series now, now that it's been, you know, penned to be adapted into an animated feature, um, I think everything Kanto is, is big. Um, I think that Kanto, down the road, um, has the potential to, to draw a, I don't know, a Ninja Turtles type of gathering. And yeah, I said it. Ninja Turtles type of nostalgia. This character has so much potential, and I said it issue fucking one. Issue one of Kanto. I said it. This character is going to be huge and massive, and it's just a matter of time, and now time is catching up, and people are catching up to this character, and yeah, it's it's big, man. It's in everything Kanto. Uh, this 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 three-part miniseries is going to bridge the gap between uh, chapter two and chapter three of Kanto, and yeah, get it, get it. I'm telling you, we got GI Joe, Real Milk and Hero number two hundred eighty-one. Couple covers there. Uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic on its ninety-eighth issue. Mm-hmm. Couple covers. Holy shit. Uh, Last Ronin number three is on the FOCs this week. Obviously, you're picking this up. I think it's going to have some huge implications to Casey Jones's character, and uh, yeah, um, the, the, the it's Last Ronin. People, do I really need to convince you to pick up the hottest series in comics right now, the most anticipated book that hits shelves? Yeah, yeah, the book that um, the exclusive variants still sell for. Mm-hmm, that book. Pick up Last Ronin. If you're not, uh, good luck finding, you know, I mean, try to find the the reprints, I guess. You can find the reprints for fairly reasonably priced. Um, sometimes cover price still, but, ugh, good luck. Um, and then uh, Transformers. Escape, number four, a little five-parter. A couple covers there. So that's IDW this week. How about Dark Horse? And in Dark Horse, we've got uh, Black Hammer Visions, number four. Mm-hmm, more Black Hammer stuff. Uh, I, I've, you know, I, I'm not really fucking <laughs> picking up what I'm laying down. I keep saying you need to pick up everything Black Hammer because it's just a matter of time before the you know Jeff Lemire's universe gets adapted. You know, it's gonna make everything Black Hammer huge. Um, f- but for whatever reason, I just keep forgetting to add it to my pull list. You know, um, and I think this Vision stuff has a lot of potential. I do. Um, uh, and, uh, it's just it's Jeff Lemire creating his own universe, his own superhero universe. I don't know. I think it has potential written all over it. Um, we got Grendel, Devil's Odyssey, number six. Mm-hmm. I have a little eight-parter. And then, uh, oh, we have a number one out of Dark Horse. What's this? Uh, Her- House of Lost Horizons. A little five-parter from Mike Mignola. I'm Chris Roberson. All right. A locked, all right, a locked room murder mystery Puzzles, Paranormal Detective, Sarah Jewell. That was hard to say. A locked room murder mystery puzzles Paranormal Detective Sarah Jewell and her associate Marie Therese when a weekend trip on a private island off the coast of Washington goes astray. Trapped by a storm of surround and surrounded by, um, by myriad suspects? What? Uh, who have gathered for an auction of occult items, the in- Trepid duo must unravel the supernatural mysteries surrounding the guests in hopes of uncovering the murderer. But all the while, bodies keep piling up, and at any moment, Sarah and Marie Therese could be next. Alright, it's Mike Mignola doing whore. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Just a little thigh powder. 
And then the, uh-oh, got the Yon-Yon's coming on. And then Resident Alien Eurydia, number six. So that's Dark Horse. Let's wrap up the Indies from the Diamond FOCs this week with some image. Uh, Birthright on its 49th issue. Good law. Mm-hmm. Two covers on that one. Oh, yeah. Big one here. Four covers. Jesus Christ. So Geiger, number two. Four covers. Geiger blew me away. Incredible. Incredible first issue. I'm hoping for more of what I got in the first one and the second one. I always kind of grip my teeth with indie number twos, or a lot of comic number twos, you know? I call it dropping a deuce. A lot of number twos, they put out great, great first issue, and then number twos is like, okay, now we could take a break for a second now that we have you, and uh, hope that you forget to drop this off your pull list, and then we'll build this back up again. It happens often. I'm not saying this is going to happen with Geiger. Um, my my fingers crossed it, is that it doesn't, though. You know? So, because I loved, loved the first issue. It's Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, how about uh, the goddamn Virgin Brides wrapping up with this fifth issue? So, that's, uh, that's, um, oh, pfft. Well, Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron's little, the goddamned university's doing no yeah, another chapter of that wrapping up um home number one. Oh, it's getting a second printing huh see home is one that i knew had a lot of potential you know um hard hitting close to well close to home uh, no pun intended there i promise uh type of you know yeah social commentary type of book um, unfortunately, it was a commentary that I didn't really care to read on, knowing knowing I was probably leaving some potential behind to make a few bucks on. Um, and, you know, in the speculator community that I'm uh, um, involved in, yeah, there are some other people that had the same type of, uh, you know, thoughts. Um, but, apparently, enough people did buy it to where it's going into a second printing. So that gives me even more hope. And I actually think the second printing is probably could end up being a little bit more valuable down the road than the first printing, you know? Um, I think the people that got this book got the book. <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, I, I don't know. There, there might be something to, to home. Um, it's, even when it's, a, it's probably not even a movie I'm going to watch, to be honest. I'm not saying it sounds boring. You know, it's just not my flavor of ice cream is all. And how's this for a segue? Ice cream, man. On its 24th issue, uh, once again, that, that, that segue was not, <laughs> I was just, uh, my eyes were moving as, uh, as my brain was. Um, it's, it's telethon, people. We'll be up all night trying to raise $3.99 to save this guy's life. I fucking love Ice Cream Man. But you know that. Everybody loves Ice Cream Man, you know? You know? And how about this variant, too? Oh, man. You get... You get more than one of Ice Cream Man, right? You get one for your personal collection, and you get one to flip. Because as soon as five issues go by of Ice Cream Man, the value of the book goes up by at minimum $10. Um, that's just how it is. Just wait five issues, and you've made $10. That's the rule of thumb with Ice Cream Man. At least that's what it has been. And that's at least $10. I mean, I'm talking from issue, I don't know, nine and on. Anything pre-issue nine... You did pretty good. Congratulations. <laughs> if, if you're an investor, then good job. Good job. Me, unfortunately, I was late. I didn't even hear about Ice Cream Man until issue 9. So, But the second I heard about it, I was like, fuck yeah, that sounds dope. Picked it up, added it to the pull list, and then 
yeah, here it is. Here it is. Um, always a book to speculate on. That's my point. Uh, then we got Carmen on its third issue, on her third issue. There we go. There we go. I, a series that actually sounds pretty intriguing. It's a little five-part miniseries. Um, I, I, I don't know. The only reason why it's not on the poll list is because, well, I mean, I, I, that well, that's actually a really good question. I added it to the poll list, and it never showed up. I don't know if it just got missed. You know, I I I had a lot of stuff, but according to my 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 my, my guy at the shop, he's like, oh, dude, you you don't add shit compared to <laughs> what other people do, and I, I, I'm not gonna lie, you know, I I was a little hurt when I heard that. I'm like, what? My pull list is bigger than fucking like 97% of the people here, and that's big considering that you know my shop is the largest comic book store in the world. You know, I'm not you know trying to throw anatomy on the table here but um uh my uh, as, but it, as it turns out the reason why my pull list isn't as big as others because i'm not really a cover chaser and that's that's what it comes down to some people you know they, they get everything you know fucking everything um me um the reason why my pull list is big is because i'll get a lot of a few things well no a lot of a lot of things but these people are getting like one of everything. I, you know, I'll order twenty-five of something on top of everything else. So that's that's where the difference comes in when it comes to my list isn't as bad or isn't as big. It's because it's <laughs> a lot of it's condensed down into one book. Uh, I just had to go on that little rant there, get that off my chest. You know, my feelings were hurt when I was told that my list isn't even close to the biggest. You know, I had to hit my ego, man. Hit my ego. <laughs> Granted, yes, I've dropped a couple of titles lately, but quite literally a couple, you know, that's whatever. Continuing on, let's keep this going. Uh, my my pick of the week last week, Silvercoin, it's on its second issue now. Oh, man. Uh, who's doing this one? Who's doing this one? Chip Zarsky and Michael Walsh did the first one. This one's Chip Zarsky and Kelly Thompson with Michael Wa Walsh. What? Kelly Thompson's doing the art? Michael Walsh doing the cover. Whoa. I didn't know Kelly Thompson can draw. Can I see this? Can I take a look at this? Fuck. I wish I had a preview of this in previews. Um. Hold on. Has Kelly Thompson ever... Alright, just for that reason alone. Pick up this book. Um, pick up multiple. Pick up multiple. Um, I'm, I'm going to. I, I think I have... I think I grabbed a couple copies of Silver Coin. I'm not sure. If I didn't, I regret it. Um, but from here on out, multiple copies. One for me, one for the future. The future. Are you kidding me? Really? Kelly Thompson's doing the art? That's fucking crazy. Hold on. Hold on. I'm confused here, because on the cover art here, it says by Michael Walsh and Kelly Thompson. So I'm wondering if Kelly Thompson is penning this and Michael Walsh is the artist like he was in the that would probably make more sense to me that would make more sense once again um previews world's descriptions are often um how you say dog shit um <laughs> so yeah there's that uh my most anticipated book of the week thus far mm-hmm I hope this turns into an ongoing. I don't want this to just be a mini-series. 
Um, I want Michael Walsh to stay on as the artist because the art was so fucking good. And I w yeah, just keep bringing on amazing uh, creators to do horror that I've never seen do horror before. What a fucking concept, people. And it's a devil coin. Come on. Come on. Uh, looks like there's a couple covers on this one. Oh, and we've got a number one to wrap up the uh, the old image FOCs from D. Clan Shelby and Rory McConville and uh, Joe Palmer and Chris O'Halloran. All right. Time Before Time, number one. What do we have here? The year is 2140. Okay, that seems like time after time is well started. And to escape a world with no future, many turn to Syndicate, a criminal organization who, for the right price, will smuggle you back in time to a better life. Oh, there we go, that makes sense. After working for the Syndicate for years, Tatsuo and Oscar decide to steal one of their boss's time machines, but soon find that one thing... The, the one thing you can't run from is your past. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'll uh, I'll be getting on that one for shout. Fucking D Clan Shavi, look at you. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't. It sounded like I was trying to throw shade there. Uh, I just <laughs> question everything, people. Question everything, but sometimes you gotta wait till uh, the uh, the answer is given before you start questioning shit. You know. You know, we've all played Jeopardy, you know? Ah, metaphors, am I right? Looks like there's a couple covers on Time Before Time. Seems like it's got some potential. Is this an ongoing? Or is this a, a mini-series here? Let's see. Ah, it could be an ongoing. It's got the potential for an ongoing, no doubt. I'm into it. I'm into it. Now let's wrap up these F.O.C.s. With some Marvel. Marvel Comics. What do we have here? Really, honestly, so far, not a lot to speculate on. But as I scroll, I digress. Um, Alright, let's do this. I thought we did this already with the Black Panther. Okay, I'm not going to do this again. Alright, but first off, we've got Beta Ray Bill number one, second printing. Um, yeah, uh, 100% yes. I don't have the variant on this, but or the image for the variant, but it's a Daniel Warren Johnson cover. Um... Yeah, I'll I'll be getting on this. I I love Daniel Warren Johnson. It doesn't matter if there's anything to spec on, on this book. I'm just if you love Daniel Warren John, if you love art, then <laughs> take a chance, man. And by the time you know the FOCs are due, there could be an image release for this. But Marvel often does not do that. And a low print run on a series that, I mean, what was the last time we got Beta Ray Bill? Hmm. And then a beast like Daniel Warren Johnson doing it. Just, I don't know. I, I think that there's some potential to this series is my point. I do. It may not be on the surface, uh, but I, I, I say down the road. you know. And you never know what he's going to low-key introduce. You never know. And obviously not going to happen in a second printing. But uh, if if he does go through and introduce somebody in the series that makes, you know, get some eyes on this series, then the second printings are going to be more sought after. You know, it's... It's economics, people. It's how, it's how shit works. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, duh. Getting this, getting this. And then the, the well, apparently the Black Panther uh, number 25 has been pushed back another week. We've done this before. Um, I'll, I'll go through it again really, really, really fast. It's a bunch. You know, it's the final issue of Black Panther. Um, there's all types of different art style variants. Um, you know, from... Uh, uh, like the pop culture 
Andy Warhol homage and the uh, the, the Patrick Gleason doing a you know a minimalism type of fine uh, that's what they called fine art variants. That that Gleason variant is going to be fucking massive. I'm going to tell you right now. You know, there's just all whatever you think of a fine art style, and there's a variant for it. <laughs> you know, uh, there there's a bunch. Um, but we've we've been through this already. Go through, check them out. You probably already added it to your pull list, but for whatever reason, pushed back. And it is also the final issue of Black Panther as well. So we don't know what they could be uh, setting up. Um, and then we got Children of the Atom number three. This is going to be the origin of the Children of the Atom. So, you know, our origins, something to speculate on, it just kind of depends. You know, right now, it sounds like people really aren't into this series at all. And uh, that, that hurts the speculative potential for this book. But you never know. You never know. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, number 21 on the FOCs this week. Fantastic Four, number 32. Uh, why do we have a bunch of variants here? Four variants on this? Oh, it's because it's a Doom wedding. Yeah, Doom's getting married, and apparently they're trying to keep it a mystery as to who it is. Um, key issue? I don't know. I don't know, but um, four covers on this, you know. Uh, great, great eight cover, though. Uh, I'm loving that Mark Brooks is getting these eight covers. That's fucking awesome. I don't know, are we going to see a... We might see a different wedding here. Maybe we're not seeing a Doom wedding. Marvel does that often. They say, hey, Doom and so-and-so is getting married, but then, by the way, ah, just kidding. Just kidding. It's going to be Gambit and Rogue. Psych your mind. Or, you know, whatever the fucking situation may be. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Are wedding issues really a thing, though? Ah, kind of a flash-in-the-pan type of situation. I think now it's more of a gimmick than a prospect. Uh, giant size, Amazing Spider-Man, King's Ransom. I... Uh, what, what? Okay. Oh, cool, it's a Kingpin-centered book. Who's doing it? Ugh, Nick Spencer. Oh, man. I wish Nick Spencer would go away from Spider-Man just for a little while. Or, yeah, just be done with it. Um, I, I, I love Kingpin. You know, I'll pick it up, but I'm not super excited about it. I, I don't expect... Yeah, I'm not saying Nick Spencer's bad. I'm just saying I haven't liked his run on Spider-Man. That's all. It continues to remain on the pull list, you know, the ongoing that he's doing and all of the stuff that he's doing with Spider-Man just for the sake of collecting Spider-Man, but it's so rare that I read any of it. Um, yeah. Looks like there's a couple covers on that one. Guardians of the Galaxy continues on with issue number 14. I think um, everything with Guardians of the Galaxy is worth picking up um, just because of this, this new team that they're introducing. They're kind of revamping the Guardians and... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't go big on anything here. Um, just maybe an extra copy. Maybe two, but yeah. Um, then Heroes Reborn on its second issue once again. A buttload of variants, because this is, this is what they're doing. Another Bagley trading card variant with Hyperion. And then we got a Busto Storm variant. Thankfully, there's only one trading card variant this time. I am collecting all the trading card variants on this. Um, so... The fewer the better, I guess. But, oh, man, I don't know. Um, it, it looks... I, I love them, but don't don't put out two for each issue, I guess is my point, like you did the first one. And then we also got a, a action figure variant. I collect the action figure variants. Of course I'm picking this up. Just good stuff. Um, and then we got a... Looks like a... Um, a tie-in 
to uh, Heroes Reborn here with Hyperion and the Imperial Guard, number one. Um, one, two, three, four covers on that. Nope, just three. Three covers on that one. Uh, I don't have an image for the sh Shutterbug variant, but... Alright, what the fuck is a Shutterbug variant? Uh, really, not all... I mean, shit, kind of a small week this week, people. Uh, Heroes Reborn Parker Amazing Shutter... What? Oh, okay. It's a whole different story. So there was only two on the Hyperion variant. Or on the Hyperion book. And then another he Heroes Reborn story. When you don't give me images, it makes it really hard to decipher. Uh, Heroes Reborn Peter Piker... Mm -hmm. Peter Piper picked the Pickle Peppers. Amazing Shutterbug number one. How is it that I could say that, but I can't say Peter Parker when I want to? Um... I don't know, what what the fuck could this possibly be? Uh, Peter Parker is the biggest Hyperion fan in the world. What is going on with Hyperion? And he is also just happens to be chummy with his favorite hero thanks to a photography gig at the Daily Bugle. Surely? Oh, okay, I see. I, I forget what the premise of this is. Peter Parker's not Spider-Man. Hyperion is the big character in the Marvel Universe. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Um, then we got Silk, number three, little five pata. Um, so the, the A cover, first cover appearance of, uh, oh, what's her name? Yushi something, Yishi, whatever it is, that's her first cover appearance. Um, uh, I, I don't know, man, could be big, could be big. Um, I, I'm going to pick up a couple, just a couple. We got Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow, number two. Mm -hmm. I didn't get the chance to read number one, it was... A week I missed on my FOC, so it's coming in the mail. Uh, Spider-Woman number 12. Alright. Uh, Star Wars number 13. Now we're crossing into the War of the Bounty Hunters. Big crossover event with Star Wars. It's really like the first big crossover event with Star Wars. We've seen some little ones, but... Yeah. Um, if, if you're into Boba Fett, now's the time. Now's the time. Um, oh, and we got an action figure variant on this as well. Who is the character here? Imperial... Uh, Imperial Dignitary. Yeah, I mean, I collect the action figure variants. I don't think I'm going to pick this one up, though. Yeah, I'll pass. I'll pass. Not that, I mean, it's just not a character I'm incredibly magnetized to. Uh, looks like there's a... Fuck, looks like there's a few covers on this one. Four total. And we got Star Wars High Republic number five. Um... Yeah, uh, as this series continues on, I feel you know, it's going to be less and less printed, so just for that sake, you know, once this this series is adapted on Disney+, Plus, like you know it's going to be, um, it seems to be, you know, for, you know, new Star Wars stuff, for the most part, pretty well received. Of course, we're going to have our trolls out there at Star Wars, but um, yeah, for the most part, people are digging it. I'm digging it. And I, I say that genuinely. I'm not just trying to boost it because I went in heavy on this series. <laughs> um, you know, if I didn't dig it I, and didn't have faith in it, I'd dump it now. But I am holding every single issue of the, the High Republic, everything that I have, because I do have faith that it's going to be a massive hit. And, um, yeah, I'm going to capitalize. I'm going to cash in big time. Big time. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, cha, 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 cha. uh, is that it? Is that it for the? 
Yeah. I guess what I was saying... No, no, that's not it. I guess what I was saying with the Star Wars High Republic is um, just because there's not a key appearance in it, low print run could prove to be valuable down the road. That's what I'm saying. Um, all right, X-Corp. What this be? X-Corp number one. Teeny Howard. Okay. Uh, Krakoa is for closers. <laughs> the deals have been made. Mutant kind is safe on Krakoa. The reign of X continues, and what are... Or, what are the wants of the mutants who have everything? Leading the charge is X Corporation, headed by CXOs Monette St. Croix and Warren Worthington. Oh boy. A duo is cutthroat and ruthless in the boardroom as they are on the battlefield. But X Corps needs more than just its figureheads, as Monet sets out to staff their team with some of the brightest and most deviant minds in mutant kind. Warren finds himself in a tense meeting with one of Krakoa's first allies who wants to know the truth. On Angel's wings, will Elk's Corp crash or soar? Okay. Interesting. Um, I... Yeah, no, I'll pick up a couple of that. And we got a one, two, three variants on this one. There's a... What is this? A <laughs> oh, man. Funny. Funny little Scott. Scotty Young variant. Nah, yeah, yeah. And then X Factor wraps up the FOCs this week. Um, what do we got here? This is, uh, the the Morgan needs to be destroyed. The answer lies in the Mojo. Ver oh, cool, Mojo. All right. Um, that's you know says here best concert ever. Right on. So there you go, people. Uh, that's the FOCs this week. You know, you don't get on the FOCs, you don't pre-order your books, then uh, you're, you're not guaranteed an opportunity at these books. And even then, you know, you're not guaranteed anything with comics, you know. Um, distributors and shippers and damages and shit happens. It happens, but if you want the absolute best opportunity to get these books um, at undercover price, you know, a lot of shops, the majority of good shops out there, when you pre-order your books, they offer some sort of discount. Um... I mean, mine, for instance, you know, my, my my discount maxes out around 40%. 40% off these books. That's how I'm able to afford all of these, just so you know. It's because I pre-order them. If you think for a second I'd be able to get all these books that I bring home every Wednesday just off the shelf, shit. Let alone have the opportunity to get them, uh, you know, beyond just being able to afford them. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's the FOCs. I'm going to take a quick break i'm gonna leave you with an apocalypse promo yep what's the apocalypse just look it up it's apocalypse without you know and a d instead of a c you know <laughs> funny wordplay the apocalypse look it up on twitter find the best group of amazing independent podcasts out there here's one of them Have you ever found yourself confused about the current state of the MCU or whatever the hell is happening with the DC universe? Do you often have no idea what the hell the difference is between craft beer and that butt ice stuff at the gas station? Well, then look no further. We present to you Hops Geek News. We're yet another geek and beer podcast in an already oversaturated market. All right, all right. We drink and we pretend we know things. More often than not, we don't really know things, but we do talk some really great topics, and we most definitely can drink. We'll deliver you news and then dive into any random topic you might have never knew you actually were passionate about. With lots of fun facts about beer. And from Marvel to DC and Star Wars, and to why Die Hard is most definitely a Christmas movie. 
which it is. Basically anything that our spouses are sick of hearing us talk about. Join us on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes weekly. Just search Hops News. Oh, hey. All right, we're back. We're back. We're talking comics. We're talking about the new comic book day stuff. We're talking about the stuff slated to hit your slots on 421. Or 420 if it's Lunar Man. Yep. Yep, that's what we're doing right now. Uh, so yeah, the book's slated to hit your slots. Yep. Um, hopefully you've already pre-ordered all of these. Hopefully. We'll see, though. We'll see. So, Lunar. DC. Um, uh, what are we starting with here? Oh, Batman, Fortnite, zero point. So that starts this week. A uh, couple covers there. Yep. Yeah, and then Batman, Batman, Batman versus Raj Agu. Number six wrapping up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, fuck, what else? I don't like the way this scrolls. Uh, what, what is that? Oh, that's Catwoman. That's Catwoman number 30. That, uh, Jenny Frisson cardstock variant. I don't know. Uh, that one, that one might take off. Just cause, I mean, look at it. You know? Look at it. Uh, Flash 769. Oh, yeah. We get Gold Beetle bitches. Mm-hmm. First appearance, first cover appearance, first all of that good stuff. On the A and the B cover. Sounds pretty amazing. The amalgam of Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Gold Beetle. Mm-hmm. Well, couldn't have been Booster Blue. Nope. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> Justice League on its 60th issue. Who's doing Justice League now? Is it still... It's still Bendis. Yep. Shazadam and shit, right? Is that what we're still doing here? Shazadam? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, I didn't hate Bendis's. Justice League. I didn't hate it. You know? Uh, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, oh, this is a biggin' right here. Or potentially a biggin'. Not confirmed, but pretty good chance we got the first appearance of, uh, of a new character in here. A new big bad in the Nightwing universe. Nightwing number 79. I'm thinking at least a cameo, right? At least a cameo? Because in 80, the solicits go on and on about this, this, uh, mm-hmm, this new guy. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Both of these covers are absolutely amazing. The Jamal Campbell and the Bruno Redondo A cover. Fantastic. Uh, I think I'm down for three. Three of number 79. And if he doesn't pop off in 79, then I'm going 10 on 80. Because <laughs> you know? whoever this person is, is guaranteed. Uh, there's a name for it. I just I don't have my phone close to me right now to be able to look it up. Look at me being a shitty podcaster. Terrible news, man. Does the character's name really matter? You know? I mean, are you buying it for the character name? Are you going to flip it based off the character name? Nah. Nah. Just no. The event is what's important, right? For now. Uh, scooby doo 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 Where are you? Number, number 109. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Scooby-Doo readers, rejoice. What do we got here? This is, uh... Yeah. Superman Red and Blue, issue two. So, yeah, a combination of creators and stuff. You know, we talked about this not too long ago. What the fuck is this David Cho variant, though? We've gone through this. This is gnarly. This is gnarly. It's like 
Ralph Steadman um, on even more acid. <laughs> I don't know, this is a crazy David Cho cover, though. Uh, that, that one might be something just because of how fucking bonkers it looks. I know it's a podcast, you can't see, but, you know, my goal here is also to get you into fucking stores to see for yourself, too. Yeah, you see how, see how this works, you know? Psychology's crazy, right? Uh, what is truth and justice? Well, I don't know. It's not Jeopardy, why am I saying in the form of a question? Truth and justice number three is coming out. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, not really something I really caught my attention. A couple covers, though. Joshua Sway Swaby on the variant. Neato. Is that it? That's it from DC this week. Wow, a wee-woo. Not much. The big winner is definitely Nightwing 79. Oh, and maybe some Flash 769. I don't really read Flash, but I love me some blue and gold, so that could be fun. Yeah, and then the the Jenny Friss and Cardstock variant, I think, has some potential as well. So there you go. Those are the, the Lunar books coming out on Tuesday. 420, bro, man. Yeah. Alright, let's see what the fuck's coming out with Diamond. Diamond uh, Comics next week. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, where the fuck do we start here? Jesus Christ. Vault. There it is. Vault. What's coming out from Vault next week? We got I Walk with Monsters, number five. Couple covers there. And Resident, number nine. Um, I Walk with Monsters. I tried the first issue. There's nothing wrong with it. it just in an already dense, dense pull list. Um, this one just didn't make the cut. That's all. Um, I mean, I definitely see an audience for it, no doubt about it. Still recommended. Uh, and then Resonant, Resonant number nine. I, I've I've read the first issue, and the first issue was awesome. I was so looking forward to the rest of the series, but for whatever reason, apparently, I only added number one to the pull list, so everything else just kind of fell behind. And yeah, one of these days, I'll remember to try to find it and trade. I I was blown away by that issue one though, from Resonant, and that's Vault. Um, oh man, it's looking like it's going to be a a small week. A small week. Second Sight. Second Sight Publishing, there we go. Just number, just one from Second Sight. We've got Chess. Chess, and it looks like an acronym. C-H-E-S-S. What is that? Uh, it doesn't, doesn't tell me here. Um, alright. Ah, cool art. Alex DeGrucci? No. J.C. Fabul. Alex DeGrucci and Alfred Page do the story. Interesting. Um, first impressions. Looks like G.I. Joe without the fatigue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I get a I get a heavy G.I. Joe vibe. That's all. Um, could be good. Could be good. What else? That's all from Second Sight. We got old Scoot. Scoot Comics. We got Unicorn. Corn with the K. Number one, this is a little $2 book, you know, a little mini stories here, but for the children, for children, about Mad Cave, a little bit of Mad Cave, we got the sixth and final issue of Pantomime, I don't know what that is, don't know what that is, but Mad Cave's been coming out with some bangers lately, huh, alright, you know, oh man, what a small week, uh, Black Mask, what is this, Alice in Leatherland, that's right, oh yeah, Alice in Leatherland, number one. It looks like there's a one in fifteen incentive, and yeah. So Lolanda Zanfardino and Elisa Romboli. Look at that duo of names. 
Um, I think I kind of already been through this, but no, what the fuck? We're speeding through this, right? We got time. Alice, a young writer of children's storybooks, is uh, hurtled of her what is hurtled out of her fairy tale like life when she discovers her girlfriend has been cheating on her. Look at me stumbling all over something I've already read before. Charmingly defiant, she leaves her small forest town and leaps into a new adventure to seek love and find herself in the fast life of San Francisco. And, uh, 16 more sentences. Jesus Christ, it keeps going. I think they gave me half the book here. I'll just leave it at that for you. It's a fairy tale and not in a fairy tale now it's in San Francisco and it's ironic that a fairy tale's in San Francisco because, you know, they're never a fairy tale person in San Francisco ain't a fairy tale. I don't know what the fuck just happened to me there. Uh, I guess I'm trying to somehow make that a little more interesting. I don't know. What's Behemoth doing this week? Oh, this is the one. This is the one. This book was uh, pushed back. Actually, both of these books were pushed back. Uh, Vietnam Horror, number two. That was supposed to come out this week. Didn't. It'll be on next week. And then, oh, we got a big one. We got a big one here. One that people, the speculators, everybody is going on and on and on about, saying, oh, I read it. It's good. It's really, really good. Because, you know, the incentive copies have been delivered and shit. You know, the, 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 yeah. Not the incentive, the exclusive copies, the store exclusives. Those are already in people's hands, so the story's out there. When the story got out there, people won't shut up about it. I can't wait to not shut up about it. Um, I actually... I, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost, I'm positive that I ordered a, at least a couple of these, at least one, pre-ordered one of them, but I was able to go to Behemoth on a hot tip while they were still in stock, and uh, yeah, I got a few more. I got a sweet incentive variant as well, all for cover price. So do this now while you can, people, because pe oh, they're all over it. People are talking about it. It's going to be good. Behemoth's been doing good shit. Um, they, they adapted... Uh, uh, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night from a movie into a comic. Yeah, that was Behemoth. You know that book? Selling for like 30 bucks, I think, last time I looked. Yeah. Oh, uh, cha 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 and Arctic. Uh, exciting Comics, number 10. There you go. Hmm, exciting. How about Aftershock, huh? A little bit of Aftershock. We got Bequest, number 2. A story that I don't know. I have a feeling that could take off. It could take off. Um, Girls of Dimension 13, this is one that I jumped on. I think that there's something to this one. It could be a lot of fun. I see a following for this. Um, the, the story in itself sounds kind of interesting. You know, it's, it's I don't know, just kind of off the bat, I get like a Powerpuff Girl witchy type of vibe. I don't know. Um, you know, with, with, with some, uh, a little, I mean, a little bit of a lot of stuff, to be honest, but interesting. Very interesting. And then Knock 'em Dead number five, a series that for whatever reason never made it on my pull list, even though I'm 100% certain I added it. Uh, a Blaze. A Blaze Gung Ho, Sexy Beast number four. Four covers on that one, so if you're into that one, there you go. Gung Ho, Sexy Beast. Uh, boom. Boom Studios, Firefly, brand new verse number two. Alright, uh, well, a couple covers on that one. Then we got, what is this, Jim Henson's Storyteller Tricksters, number two. A couple covers on that one. Uh, Luna, number three of just a five-part miniseries. Many Deaths of Layla Star. Uh, hold on, uh, so the second printing is already on the FOCs and the first one hasn't even come out yet. So that's a good sign, right? 
Did you sign up for this one? I hope I did. I have a feeling that I didn't. I think it was one I chickened out on. But for there to be a second printing before the book's released... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got Orcs, number three of a little six-pata. Couple covers there. Power Rangers back with its sixth issue. More Astronoma. Mm-hmm. One, two, three covers there. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Two covers and then the second printing of Power Rangers Unlimited Air to Darkness, number one. More Astronoma on it. We're really focusing on Astronoma here, people. Get used to that. She's. I think she's our next... Uh, Whew, is she the next Rita Repulsa? You know, as far as popularity goes in Power Rangers? Saying there's a chance. Uh, Spectre and Spectres, number one. Ah, oh, it's the second printing, but number three's coming out this week. Uh, a couple covers there, and uh, that seems to be it for Boom. Uh, really flying through the new books this week. How about Dynamite? Do I err? Do I ask? Well, you fucking face masks. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so bands that Dynamite's only interested in selling art, um, I'll let you see for yourself, you know, it's a podcast, I'm not gonna describe the boobies to you. IDW, what do we have here? G.I. Joe, real American hero, Serpenter, Uncoiled, this is I'm guessing a one-shot from G.I. Joe, guessing. Uh, Gazira, Monsters, and Protectors, you know, the book that's been, you know, the, the, it's been on the back of all your IDW books, the cover to this, it's the one's Godzilla for kids, uh, a couple covers there, really dig the photo variant, the old school, uh, yeah, that's good stuff, um, the Turtles ongoing, continuing on, baby, 116 issues now, Kevin Eastman's got a variant, still don't have a, uh, an image on this, wow, so that tells me something. That tells me that it's going to be underordered. I mean, do you underorder something with Kevin's Kevin Eastman's name attached to it just because you don't have an image? I don't know. I guess that's up to the shops. But beings that shops aren't going to have an image, I think they're going to be less inclined to want to order it. Because, I mean, nor covers sell books, you know? Um, I don't know. Or at least order more than they normally would if they have been getting the Eastman B covers. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. As somebody that spent a couple years working in a shop, but just one shop. I know the tendencies of one shop. I don't know the tendencies of all of them. But, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, there, there's a chance that it could be something. And then it's looking like it's going to be a heavily involved Jenica story as well. And we got Usagi Ojimbo, number 19. Did you catch that, Usagi Ojimbo? No? Usagi Ojimbo? Number 19. And then we got Voyage to the Stars, number 4. It's that book, based off of a popular podcast that I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Peach Momoko is getting the, the variant, or the A cover on that one. Let's just, well, I don't know, let's be judgy for a second. Uh, oh, apparently she don't draw noses now. Mm. She forgot a nose, people. She forgot a nose. That didn't take long to find. Oh, man. Why do I hate on Peach Momoko? I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't understand. I don't understand. You know? Just like I don't understand people that like Rob Liefeld. Am I saying Momoko's as bad as Rob Liefeld? God, no. Nobody's as bad as Rob Liefeld. But, you know, I mean, Momoko is still kind of in that, that category for me. I just, I just don't understand the appeal. 
It was cool a couple of times. Yay, watercolor, but, ugh, you know, you get rushed. Start doing too much, too fast, flaws get exposed. And boy, has she been exposed. Like Justin Timberlake got a hold of her ass. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Nope, that's a hardcover. What am I doing here? Why is this it switched away from... There we go. I went all the hardcovers and trade paperbacks. I just want comics, people. Uh, Kojikaru. Can't believe I said that. The Skinner. Number one of just a two-part micro-series. We talked about this. I, I don't remember if I added it, but it sounded interesting. I'll give you that. It sounded very interesting. Then we got Crimson Flower on its fourth issue. Four covers there. And uh, Lady Baltimore. Witch Queens. And number two. Pretty sure I added this one. Because it's Mignola doing something a little different. I think I checked it out. I don't remember. Pretty sure I gave it a shot. Fuck, I really don't remember. Hmm. I definitely have the first issue, I could say that much. And then uh, Orphan and Five Beasts. And the Five Beasts. Number two. Oh, shit. If you're looking for awesome art, check out what James Stokey's doing right now. And honestly, I mean, I, I could just... There there wouldn't even have to be words on this book for me to want to pick it up. It's 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 like that. I would read this, and I don't know why it's not on the fucking pull list. You know, I don't know how I missed number one. But I did. I somehow did. Um, and, uh, yeah. Holy shit, look at that. That's gorgeous. I'm telling you to look at something on a podcast. Just, like I said, go to the store, people. Go to the internet. Look at these covers for yourself. Decide for yourself. It's just previewsworld.com slash new releases. Uh, question mark pub equals dark horse comic and cat equals one. It's easy, people. You got this. You got this. Uh, <laughs> but for real, though, um, look at these. Look at this. this is an amazing cover. And then image. Let's wrap up the old image. Uh, what is this? Oh, man. What is this? Geiger number one glow-in-the-dark variant. Um, I don't remember this being on an FOC. I have a feeling this is going to be an impulse thing. Um, I... I don't know how many shops are going to get a hold of this. I want this. I really want this. I love Geiger so much. I know this guy, or this, this Geiger, this comic is going to be something big. I haven't talked to anybody yet that have said anything bad about this, and we're talking about comics. People live to talk shit on comics, and people are all over Geiger. Once again, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank. And look at this. I mean, glow in the dark? Are you kidding me? For only $4? I want it. It's going to be all nuclear and shit. Oh, so cool. Oh, man. I wish they'd give us a, a sample image of what... I mean, I get an idea of what glows here, just based off the, the thumbnail. But I would like to see a, a sample image of it all glued up, you know? Uh, oh, ha, ha. Oh, ha, ha. Number four. Here's the deal about this one, people. You see that cover art on that A cover? Here I go tell you to look at shit on the podcast again. But when you see that, you'll see that the entire book was hand watercolored by the artist known as Horvath. Right? Horvath? Patrick Horvath. Um, ha, ha. Incredible. Absolutely. You know what? As a matter of fact, my issue three just showed up. Oh, I got something new to read. That's exciting. Oh, I, oh, fuck, I forgot I'm behind an issue on HaHa. Ha. Oh. Yeah, we're all... Oh. But now this fourth issue... I, I, 
I hope this goes higher than six issues, man. I know it's only slated for a six-issue miniseries, but give give me this forever, you know? W. Maxwell Prince clearly, clearly, he's got stories for days, man. The guy's the master of 20 pages. Is there is is there anybody out there in comics that does 20 pages better than W. Maxwell Prince? And, and on top of everything, he's doing horror. The hardest genre to do in comics. There, there, there's not. There's nobody doing 20 pages better than W. Maxwell Prince. It's insane. And then the, the Shea cover on this as well. Just, come on, man. I love it. I love it. Let's see. Gustav in the world of floating objects. Yeah. It looks so cool. And then uh, Monstrous moving on with its 33rd issue. Uh, Moonshine at number 24. Uh, Nomen Omen, almost there. Almost there, baby. Number 14 of the 15-part Maxis series. Um, Old Guard Tales Through Time. Mm-hmm. Number one. There you go. If you're an Old Guard fan, there's another uh, six-pata for you. Uh, Post-Americana on its fifth issue. That's an interesting cover. Hmm. It's like Humpty Dumpty or some shit. What's going on? It's not what I expected to see out of this book. Oh, it's got like a schoolhouse rock type of vibe. I dig it. I dig it. And then uh, Radiant Black number three. I'm going to go through and check out uh, three issues all at once. You know? I dig it. Oh, what is this B cover? This is interesting. Are you sure you want to attempt to... Huh. That's kind of a... That's an interesting... It's an interesting cover. Very, very blank. Very plain. Just words. No art. But smart. That's smart. I like it. Never seen anything like it. Uh, Rain Like Hammers is on its fourth issue of a little five-parter. Oh, this is a big one. Uh, Stray Dogs, number three. People are digging the shit out of Stray Dogs. The more people I find... Um, I, you know, honestly, I don't know if there's a book I see not just indie book, comic book out there that I hear people talking about more than Stray Dogs. I've yet to hear a bad review on Stray Dogs, and I'm all caught up. You know, I'm looking forward to the third issue. I mean, I don't find it nearly as suspenseful and as gripping as a lot of you other people seem to think it is, but I, I mean, I'm hooked. You know, it's, it's cool. Um, and be, but because so many people are receiving it this this well, and that's that's rare in comics. A um, lot of potential, a lot of fucking potential. Um, two covers there. Make sure. Oh shit! Sorry. The uh, horror movie homage variants seem to be doing the best on these books too. You know, it's uh, trending around like fifteen bucks when they first come out. Cause you know, that could take a dip as we get you know further into the series too. It's hard to say. People start catching on, you know. It doesn't become as in demand once more people uh, are in the know and pre-ordering it and stuff. And I, I, if I had the choice between making all of the money on comics to myself, keeping all the secrets to myself, or, you know, making sure that more people know about this stuff and not necessarily succumbing to all of the greed, I mean, I think it's pretty clear and obvious what my my... <laughs> path would be. I'm doing it right now. I'm telling you. I'm giving you all the fucking secrets. You know? 
I mean, it's not like it's that big of a fucking secret, but maybe you, maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't know. These are things, you know, I wish I had somebody cueing me in um, a couple years ago. Back, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, man, do I wish. Just a couple years ago. I'm not even going to be as greedy as to say, oh, I uh, fucking 1988 and, you know, May. I, I, don't know I wish I would have grabbed 50 issues of Spider-Man 300. I wish. If I can go back. No, I'm just saying, when, <laughs> like, as of, I don't know, a couple years ago. I just, I wish I would have known to pick up an extra copy for all of it, because I, I didn't know. I didn't find out until I read it, and I'd have to go, oh, shit, because I didn't, I didn't, I was new, I didn't have all the sources. There weren't podcasts telling me these types of things. All the podcasts I would listen to were just telling me how much they fucking hate about comics, you know? So, uh, don't, I have a purpose here, people. I do. I promise I'm not just talking for the sake of downloads. I, I, I really... I, I want you guys to, to... I want this community to grow. Is what it comes down to. You know? If there's a fucking thousand people after the fucking same book, then I guess that's good for me, too. You know? Because most people don't follow instructions. You know? it's if you, if you know, that's one thing. But, you know, acting upon that knowledge, that's a whole different thing. You know, I'm doing my part. You know, the whole lead a water to some horse, but then they drown type of thing. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Take it for what you will. I'm trying to help you out, though. That, that's, that's, that's all it is. I'm just trying to help. Uh, Ultra Mega. Ultra Mega number two. A lot of people talking about this. Uh, let's see, number one's in a second printing. It is an $8 book. And then uh, number two, first printing. A uh, couple covers there. I hear great things again about this. I haven't had the chance to read for myself, though. So um, I just had a hard time springing on an $8 image book. That's all. Um, and then to wrap up the uh, indies slated to hit your slots on 421, man. Chronic tardiness, bro. Whoa. Is Walking Dead Deluxe number 13. Four covers on that. As there would be. Um, oh, I'm... I love reading The Walking Dead. It's so awesome. Let's wrap this bad bitch up with some Marvel. Marvel comedy coming up next week. We got Alien number two. Oh, yeah. Um, you never know what's going to pop up in these Alien series. I think anything that Disney does with the cinematic franchise from here on out is going to be coming from these storylines. The stuff that they produce, not the Dark Horse Fox type of stuff. You know? I don't know if we'll ever see any more Prometheus or any of that type of stuff. I don't know. It's hard to say. So with that being said, I think it's a safe bet that the Disney Alien franchise comics with all these new storylines and Xenomorphs, are, they're fixing to introduce. Oh, I don't think it's a bad investment to pick up a more than a one of these. One for the PC, one for maybe CGC, one for a quick flip in case it gets super hot. Worst comes to worst, if you pre-order the book, you get it for undercover price, and if you have to sell it for cover price, then damn, you made 20%. See what I mean here, people? Ah, <sighs> fuck. Let me just tell you how to make all the money for me, huh? Or all, all of the money that I should be making. Let me just create all this competition. Amazing Spider-Man number 64. Yep, two covers. Tell me how it is. Avengers number 45, um, it's tying into King and Black, it's going backwards and stuff, the whole Enter the Phoenix thing is over, now we're getting a Blade story, um, yeah, we're, we're, it's just a little tie-in to a story that's already complete, um, I love Blade though, but, ugh, I mean, 
it, it's really hard wanting to read when, when my pull list is extensive as it is read something knowing that it doesn't there's a 99% chance that it's not going to mean anything going forward uh, I don't know. maybe it does maybe something happens within this event that's super big involving blade that is never brought up in king and black i don't know but if that's the case i think that's fucking shady on marvel's part you know i don't know i don't know not a fan of uh tying in books to events that have completed especially when all we won was to get past the end of the phoenix stuff yeah i don't know i don't know i'm starting to kind of fall a little bit behind on uh uh, or not fall behind, but just kind of, I don't know. The Avengers right now. I just I haven't liked the Enter the Phoenix stuff. If this shit doesn't start fucking making sense, you know, just like the whole Tony Stark Mephisto thing out of nowhere. You know, let's just bring that up and then, oh yeah, fuck, um, no, we won't talk about that again for another couple years. You know, I, I, I love Jason Aaron. I think he's one of the best out there, but sometimes still questionable decisions. I think it's perfect. He's close to it, very close to it. When he's on the head, I mean, fuck, he's a goddamn sledgehammer. But when you miss with the sledgehammer, you know, the the the, the fucking <laughs> repercussions could be numbing. You know what I mean? You know, you speak metaphor, right? Uh, but with that being said, two covers on Avengers 45. Uh, Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, a couple covers there. Captain Marvel number 28, new suit, new powers, who dis? Wait, it doesn't actually say that, does it? No. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm interested, you know? Apparently her and Doctor Strange have been bumping uglies, and apparently uh, sorcery is um, contagious, you know? It's a venereal disease. Yeah. Yeah, I got the sorceritis. <laughs> Sorceridia. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm so fucking gross. <laughs> Couple covers there. Uh, Carnage, Black, White, and Blood. Two covers. Kyle Holtz. Look at that amazing fucking B cover on that. Blah. Champions, number six. Looks like we're tying into... Are we tying into Heroes Reborn? No, just a Heroes Reborn variant. Juggerdoom. Or Dr. Knot. Or what was his name? What's it say here? Killer app starts here. The champions tried fighting fair. Now it's time to fight dirty. A sinister corporation is cheating the system. Try to keep Kamala's law on the books. Cradle. So the champions infiltrate the company to take it down from the inside. But the company's wildly popular app is already turning public perception against teen superheroes. Can the champions wage war on a trend? And how dirty were their hands get before it's over? Yeah, no, this is... They just decided to put Jugger Doom on a champion's cover for... No reason at all, it seems. Other than the fact that Jugger's, Jugger, Jugger's Doom. Uh, Eternal's on its fourth issue. Couple covers there. Alright, more Valkyries. Mighty Valkyries. Fuck, I hope I ordered this one. Um, Number one. Uh, what's this? Jane Foster gets a fresh start and allies both new and old. Yeah, there's probably going to be some new characters here. Uh, probably something to jump on. Fuck. I really hope that I got on this. I mean, I would imagine so. I think I knew that. I think I knew that. I don't think this is a week that I... Yeah, I don't think any of the FOCs from this week were missed. We'll see. We'll see. There was a week a couple weeks ago when I put in my FOCs. I was just fucking late. 
didn't hit send in time. Um, and they just sat there. And, uh, you know, sometimes, the, a lot of times the FOCs aren't just directed at one week's release date. Sometimes, you know, some of these books are due three weeks from now, some of them five weeks from now, and every week in between three and five. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping this wasn't supposed to be on that pull list. Damn it. And we got Spider-Woman, number 11, two covers there. It's a cool. Oh, it's got the Infinity Rings. Would that be the first cover appearance of the Infinity Rings? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. See, I was wondering, is there going to be ten Infinity Rings? You know, because there's six Infinity Stones. Would they have to add stones so that he had ten rings for fingers? Or is he going to have five rings on one finger and one on a thumb? Just rocking a thumb ring on the left, you know? Uh, no, no, five rings. Five rings. What color is missing? Let's find out. Let's see here, since it's on the... Uh, looks like there's two yellows, um, two pinks, and a blue. <laughs> so it looks like green's missing, is what it comes down to. No green. Hmm. Well, that would be the one to have, I think. I got Dr. Afra, Star Wars. Number nine, then we got Sword, number five. Oh, sword's still going. I'm not reading it, though. Um, Trials of Ultraman. Number two, another one, not so much on the pull list. Uh, Way of X, I think I went pretty decent on. I think I, uh, th I think I did three copies of the A cover, one B cover, and one C cover. I think that's how I did this one. We'll find out though. We'll find out. I think there's a new, a new appearance popping off in here, and on the Scotty Young cover, that I don't know if that's, that's her or not, or him. I think that's a her. Yeah, that would be a her. Um. Yeah, I can't tell. I can't tell who that baby mutant is on there. It's a fun cover regardless, though. Um, and then uh, Women, of, Women of Marvel, number one. Uh, looks like four covers on this one. All of them really good. Even the Momoko variant's really good. You know, um, I'm not saying Momoko's terrible. You know, that's the difference. That's why I said, is she as bad as Leafield? No, because Leafield's never done anything good. Momoko, I mean, out of the... 36,479 covers that she's done this year. I think I have two of them on my wall. So she's capable. This is another one. This is pretty cool. I mean, I don't like the hair. But you look past the hair on the old Scarlet Witch there, and it looks pretty good. You know? That hair's weird. See? See? I just can't stop. I can't stop. And let's wrap this motherfucker up with uh, X-Force number 19. Another one. Uh, just more, more of an anticipated read than anything. Um, involving... Uh, Old, uh, fuck, uh, Kid Omega. And there could be something to this, too. You know, they keep saying, like, oh, there's, like, a nightmare version of something. I don't know. You know, different versions of already existing heroes. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how much there is to speculate on there. But, you know, if you're not reading X-Force, then shit, go through, pick up 17 and 18, and then make sure you grab 19 while you're at the, the store on Wednesday, and, uh, have yourself a fun little story arc, man. It's great. It is awesome. So there you go, people. It's been the FOCs. You know, and I'm talking about new books. This is I, not as much speculation to be had on this. This isn't going to be the week that you're going to make a shit ton of money. You know, um, but you know I mean, there's there's a little bit of potential. There's a little bit of potential. There's some long-term holds, I think. You know, um, but in the end. You know, it's not all about money, am I right? 
We're, we're here to read this stuff. We enjoy it. You can read it and sell it as long as you're careful. You know, I got a 9.8 on a Venom book that I read three times and then loaned to someone else to read and then got back, sent it off, got a 9.8. It's okay to read these is my point. It's okay. Just don't be a fucking clumsy dumbass. You know, don't eat pancakes while you're reading them and then wonder why you got syrup on it. You know, just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going here, people. Uh, I just want you guys to enjoy this stuff on the level that I do, which is probably impossible, but, you know, dudes can dream, man. Dudes can dream. White men can still have goals, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm on one today. All right, people, remember, rate the podcast. If you've made it this far, shit, uh, and you haven't rated the podcast yet, no, absolutely. No, I, you're obligated to at this point. Um, Clearly. Clearly. Are <laughs> uh, officially uh, a member of the Slurred Army. You know, if you can get through 90 minutes of me rambling about the silliness, then you're 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 one of us, bro, broette, broette. Is that how it works, sister? <laughs> broette. <laughs> Fuck. I'm gonna stop now. Remember, people, uh, start a pool list. Read responsibly. Stay safe. It's a command. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Good morning. Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily, dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a... uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle i'm here to let you know that you are not alone so come laugh at uh our pain together every single weekday every place you can catch a podcast check out the real brains with brian wayne remember stay sane